We're all about turning a crappy situation into something positive. A quarter million dollars of credit card I debt. I still remember the day when no one turned up. Throw it in the garbage and start from scratch. I could give myself a chance, so I started something. I mean, I think that counts as from poop to gold. <laughs> Hi, guys. Welcome back to From Poop to Gold. I'm Daniel Harmon, Chief Creative Officer at Harmon Brothers, your host. And my guest today is Michelle Carre uh, from YouTube. Um, with a channel of the same name and Kare is spelled K H A R E, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, well, um, welcome on the podcast and thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed your episode with Jay Shetty. Oh, I'm going to try my best to provide as much insight and inspiration as he did, but, um, he may do a better job than I do. <laughs> no, you have to do that much or there's nothing lower. <laughs> no. Yeah, oh, Jay's no. a high standard. I'm kidding. Let me just pause real quick uh, and go to monk school no, for yeah. three years. Let me just do that real fast. Okay. <laughs> awesome. So to, to give you guys some background, uh, Michelle got her start on YouTube in 2017. So pretty recently built up a subscriber base of about 1.4 million. Um, and you do a lot of these like challenge videos, right? Um, so let's, let's go into that a little bit. Um, okay. do a lot of challenge videos. Where do those challenges come from? So, um, I guess my love of entertainment has always been a part of me since I was very young, but I never really saw myself represented in the media that I've watched. I've always wanted to be in an action movie or a TV show. Um, but I've, you know, it's rare to see a woman of color, specifically yeah. mixed race, East Asian, um, Southeast Asian woman doing so, especially, you know, like 15 years ago or whatever. Right, right. Um, And so I kind of grew up on this path of like wanting to do the things that are secure in life. You know, I think a lot of people do that, like um, especially coming from an immigrant family is like, oh, I should be a a doctor or investment maker, whatever the hell that means. Yeah, yeah. But I just kind of find myself gravitating back to it. And after I graduated college, I got a job at BuzzFeed, which at the time was kind of a a way for me to have security while exploring YouTube. And that was really, really cool for me. And at the same time, I was a professional cyclist. I also have just a love of physical activity, pushing myself to the limit. And I kind of realized there was this point in my life where I was literally waking up at four, four in the morning every single day, training on a bike in the darkness on PCH and like in the mountains, then going to work at nine and making videos and then coming home, going to bed and doing it all over again. And every weekend I would fly to a different place in the world and race on my bike compete. And I was Mm -hmm. like, what the heck am I doing? I should combine these things. Yeah. uh And so, um, basically my show challenge accepted when I left BuzzFeed and started my own channel came out of the place of what are the most extreme things I can do that I've never seen accomplished on the internet before. And I think like, you know, when people hear extreme challenge on YouTube, they think, Oh, I'm going to eat a ghost pepper. Right. Right. That'd be the one I'd go for. Right. As long as I have ice cream and milk on standby. Yeah. or, (laughs) Or like I've been seeing people like who can stay in this car the longest and they win $10,000 or something like that. For me, it's not that. For me, an extreme challenge means completely changing my entire lifestyle, diet, the way I sleep, the way I eat, the way I exercise, habits, complete transformation for two months. Which is incredible. 
Yeah. So each of my challenge accepted episodes takes anywhere from two to 12 months to make. Which is so great. Yeah. So we plan very far in advance and it's really cool because I've gotten the chance to do some really amazing things like training with the U.S. Marine Corps or training like a runway model to become the shortest model ever to walk London Fashion Week. Um, I have entered a beauty pageant and our videos really kind of hit three different pillars of education, entertainment, and inspiration. And we talk about, you know, again, it's not just like, I'm going to enter a beauty pageant and see what happens. No, I'm going to get a coach. I'm going to interview people in the world. We're going to find out why do people want to pose in a swimsuit and be judged by guys Mm -hmm. for a chance at a scholarship? Like, let's question that. So we go pretty hard. Right now I'm training with an Olympic figure skater for two months. Very cool. um, And I'm going to compete. How far are you into that one? I just finished week four, so I'm about halfway oh through. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And you're going to compete. Yes. That's so cool. Yeah, I'm oh. terrified. <laughs> he's awesome. he's very, um, it's amazing because I basically do like two to four hours of skating, then an hour of ballet, and then an hour of weight training. Wow. Every day. Yeah, so it's literally <laughs> yeah. Re- revamp your entire routine, yeah. create entirely new habits for this space of time for like two to like you said 12 months kind Mm -hmm. of a thing it's intense yeah because i guess i am a person who's like if i'm gonna do some if i'm gonna do something it needs to be all in Mm. because i don't want anyone who watches the video to feel like they were clickbaited in any capacity i want them to feel like i am watching the most extreme version of this life change possible wow that's so great. How many videographers follow you around as you do this? Um, so on my team, full-time, we have a creative director mm-hmm. um, and an editor. Our editor, mm-hmm. Silas, is amazing. I have no idea how he does what he does. He basically you know, takes four months of footage and cuts it to these 30-minute sure. amazing episodes. And then we work with producers also. Um, but on our filming days, we usually have two cameramen. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's not like you know, five cameras going all the time kind of thing. You're, they're really, it's, it's pretty focused, which is those two cameras. Yeah. yeah. We've gotten pretty efficient at it. So like, even though an experience might be, let's say a four month long transformation, we only have like three to four shoot days because mm-hmm. when you think of a story, you want to just capture the things that are big moments. Yeah. So like your figure skating, the first day I learned how to jump off the ice. The first day I learned how to do like a, a turn on the ice. Those are the moments we want to capture. Everything in between is just me suffering and falling so we only need so much of that yeah yeah that only goes so far right but that i i love being able to tell that portion of the story as well yes of just showing the reality of like yeah this is a grind yeah because i feel like what we see in media is two ends of the spectrum we see professionals who are perfect at it yep. during the olympics yep. let's say doing mm-hmm. these crazy things or we see like everyday people try it for a day and yeah. they don't really go anywhere. Right. So I'm trying to kind of hit that medium of can an everyday person live an extreme life. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, how did you like it was, was cycling your first love? Like how did you get into like fitness? Like, cause obviously a lot of your stuff is fitness related, right? Yeah. Um, so growing up I was a competitive fencer. So I did that. And then in college, I came to Los Angeles on an internship and I didn't have any friends, but I saw a lot of people riding bikes. So I thought, okay, maybe I'll make friends if I learn how to ride a bike. And I just, uh, 
fell in love with it uh-huh. and didn't make friends anywhere else. So I decided to yeah. keep riding my bike. <laughs> like, these are my friends. Yeah, these are my friends now. Cycling I have to, buddies. That's yeah, what I've got. Exactly. That's awesome. Okay. And um, when I finished my internship, I went back to my college and joined the team and went to nationals and then signed a pro contract the next year, I guess. Oh, wow. So that's a short time frame to like go pro on something. It's like, hey, I want to make friends. Hey, I want money doing this, right? <laughs> yeah. That's pretty awesome. What is the favorite challenge you've accepted so far and done? Like what's what one sticks out to you is like, oh man, that one was awesome. I think the challenge that sticks out to me most was probably getting to spend a week at Paris Island experiencing Marine Boot Camp. Oh wow. Um so that was just a level of access that not many civilians get to experience unless you literally enlist in the Marines. Yeah. Um, and it was really cool because they allowed us to showcase, you know, basically the good, the bad, and the ugly of the experience, the parts that are really tough and really difficult. Um, I went with a group of other YouTubers and one YouTuber didn't complete the challenge. He said, I'm, I'm out, yeah. you know, yeah. and it really put into perspective for me what hundreds of thousands of men and women experience every year to defend our country. And I think it's something that I take for granted or at least did before. And now like even just experiencing just a few days of that have so much awe and respect for these people. Um, And something I learned is that if you're in the Marines and work a desk job, like never go abroad or anything, you have to go through boot camp. Yeah. They still push you to that breaking point. Exactly. And I, I felt like at that time, a few months ago in my life, it was a really important experience for me to have. Like, honestly, I really do think like everyone needs a good kick in the ass every now and then. Yep. (laughs) And that definitely was it for me. Yeah. So along those same lines... This podcast is called From Poop to Gold. Yes. So what we like to do is find those experiences that people have had where they were able to take a really crappy situation and turn it into something positive. Yeah. So I think for me um, was probably this transitionary period from when I left my full-time job working at a big YouTube channel that everybody knows to try and do it on my own. And... That was a really scary thing because, I mean, most people, it's terrifying to leave your job and do the thing that you're excited about and that you're passionate about um, because there's no security there. And you see so many people go out, move to L.A. to become YouTubers or actors or whatever, and they don't succeed. So what I did was several months before I departed, I actually transformed my lifestyle to live as if I was failing. So I moved into a studio apartment. I cut down my budget entirely. I made my budget. What if I had a failing YouTube channel? How much money do I have in savings? Like how, how long can I last? Like what is, what is that life like? This and is I, smart. I grew accustomed. I made it a habit of like, oh, I don't, I'm not going to the movies this week. I can only go to the movies once every two months. I'm not going to eat out. When everyone else goes out to lunch for work, I have a sandwich. And that just became my reality. And so when I left. You were already making those sacrifices. You know, I'm I'm eating a peanut butter sandwich for dinner. (laughs) Nothing's new. Yeah. Um, And it really made things more comfortable. That's something my therapist actually suggested to me. She's awesome. (laughs) That you imagine like 
what is the worst that can happen and play through the entire scenario so that when it happens, you at least have a plan. That's awesome. I love that you're as open as you are as well about just like, I have a therapist, like no big deal. I like that. Oh yeah. I mean, well, there's a lot of people that, (laughs) no, I mean, but there's a lot of people that there's a lot of people that treat that as a stigma and that kind of thing. It just doesn't need to be that way. Like what's the big deal with like the fact that we want to actually take care of our emotions and our minds and in kind of in the same way that everyone already knows that you want to take care of your own body, right? I I agree. (laughs) Yep. Awesome. Um, okay. Well, that's, that's pretty awesome. So you were able to make that transformation even before you made the jump. It was basically, in a way, my first challenge accepted yep. without documenting it. Yeah, that's so awesome. That would be some really cool documentation if you had that. I know. Damn it. <laughs> you should have put GoPros up Damn all over it. the place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so and great. I don't know. I mean, I, I felt like also, again, I kind of mentioned this earlier, being a child of an immigrant, there is a pressure, and I think a lot of people experience this too, of like when your parents literally uproot their lives, move across the world, learn a new language. Yeah change everything just for you to have the opportunity at a better life or a better education. If you give all that up and are like, I'm going to be an actress, like, right. like it almost feels like I'm being disrespectful to the people who gave me this opportunity. So leaving my job and doing this on my own and pursuing, which it's something that is a very time intensive thing. Like I'm not a daily blogger. I like our videos take a really long time to make felt like I have, I have to succeed at this. Yeah. Otherwise, like why did they move? Why did they do all of these things? I have to do it. And that mentality of, well, failure is not an option. That's a huge driver. That's a big difference. It's the difference between coming up with solutions and creative ideas and stuff when you get stumped and just being like, well, it's hard, so I guess it's just not meant to be, right? So that's that's awesome. I love that. Um, and I love the craft that you put into these, right? That it, you you do it the right way. You take 2 to 12 months to do this. Like our campaigns, like we take a while with them to try to make sure um, they're really great. So I, I um, really relate with that side of it. So let me ask, uh, you can, uh, this is an either or question. Ooh. Um, either the <laughs> weirdest or like the worst challenge that you've ever done the one that you're like yeah i'm glad i never have to repeat that or something what's what's one that you're just like that was just so hard or like so weird no thank you never again well i will preface this by saying i have loved all of my experiences (laughs) and thank you to everyone who's been in all of my videos (laughs) someone's gonna get singled out no no um genuinely even the things that i'm apprehensive about like I don't know if I really want to do this. I always learn something sure. about myself. So there were two experiences that were more challenging than I anticipated. Okay. The first one, I had this amazing opportunity to go to NASA hmm. and train with NASA astronauts. It was so dope, so amazing. And the thing I was looking forward to the most was getting to go up in a fighter jet and like go upside down and like yeah. swing around and all this stuff. Six G's kind of stuff. Exactly. Uh-huh. And it was so cool. And then I, I, I am not a person who gets motion sickness, but I just, I, like, oh man, I, I threw up so much oh, yeah. during the flight and I am just glad I'm never going to go to outer space. Uh- I'm just going <laughs> to say that. I am not going to volunteer to go to Mars. I'm not equipped to go to outer space, but I have so much respect for everyone who does that. 
And then I think the second thing that was more difficult than I thought it would be was I did a video recently where I trained with a professional clown troupe. And oh, I did yeah. that because as a performer, as someone who like loves acting and auditioning, I was like, you know what? Clowning could be a really amazing skill set to have and just help me out in my everyday life. And it was this soul-bearing, deep, intensive process for me that was really difficult actually because something I didn't realize about clowning is one of the rules of this type of clowning is you have to maintain eye contact with the audience at all times. Oh wow. So like if you're performing a task you have to stare over here, people down. I have to look at you and, and make eye contact while I'm cutting something or opening a jar. Oh, and yeah. if you make a mistake doing that in daily human behavior, like if I'm talking to you and I forget something, I'm, my natural instinct is to yeah. look down or to yeah. look up or look away, break eye contact sure. because it's a place of safety. And losing that, even for a simple task, oh, is man. like, like I'm, I can't even oh like stare God. at you this whole time while we do this. Yeah, it's <laughs> while scary. You're talking to me about it. Yeah, it's like, but it taught me a lot about these like micro fears mm. I have about like even just like I'm. Why am I looking? Away? I should be looking at you <laughs> when we're talking right now. Like eye contact is a big uh -huh. thing that I think more people are afraid of than, than they we even know. know. Yeah. What does it look like behind the scenes when you go to launch one of these videos? Like, what do you guys put into it as far as, like, let's say the marketing strategy? Sure. So um, something that I learned at BuzzFeed actually is the importance of trending topics and trending events. Mm. So, um, for example, even though our videos take several months to make, we plan them out oftentimes so that they tie into current events. Mm, yeah, so, for nice. example, when I did the beauty pageant series, I started training for that in June, and we okay. released it the same weekend as the Miss America competition in September. Oh, okay, so yeah. it automatically, theoretically... You ride the wave of searches and interest. Yes, okay. yes. Mm -hmm. And then aside Smart. from that, we like to do these little like teaser videos that I put on Instagram and Twitter okay. to get people excited in the couple days leading up before a big episode. For our audience, is there anything you're excited about Excited about that you have coming down the pipeline? I mean, obviously, you mentioned the Police Academy Challenge. Um, anything else that you've got coming up that you want to let them know about? Yeah, we. Um, I'm going to the FBI in September. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow, yeah, I'm noticing a theme here. The, I know. I, right? <laughs> I feel like now that I've said it, they're going to realize, like the NSA is probably like listening in right now and they're going to like cancel the shoot. But um, yeah, we have this amazing opportunity to train with the FBI. The amount of courage it takes to want to be a part of that and to want to keep our community safe. So I'm really, really fascinated and terrified to yeah. do this training. Yeah. Thank you so much for taking the time, Michelle, to to come on the podcast. Super inspiring stuff. Super entertaining stuff. I love that you're doing it the right way. And, Thank you. Um, it, your success congratulations on all your success especially you know putting up a youtube channel in 2017 and here you are 2019 you've got 1.4 million subscribers you've already obviously made a business of it made the Thank jump you. and everything all very awesome stuff we have a little package here oh from our clients God. with some little um little gifts there for you so enjoy those and then as well as a copy of our book from poop to gold so, amazing thank you so much for and for thank you so on. much for inviting me to be a part of it i really appreciate yeah. that you guys highlight others in this way thank yeah, you yeah no problem thank you so much your your story is for sure worth highlighting so <laughs> appreciate that so thank you guys again for joining us i'm from poop to gold be sure to like subscribe and comment and all that good stuff 
And we'll see you on the next one. Bye.